0: And bonjour all you gardening cats and gators, welcome to Gardening with Cisco, June 16th. Holy cats, summer's just cooking along, sounds like it's going to be a fantastic weekend. So uh, I got a great guest, I'm going to introduce in just a minute, And uh, but right now I want to say hi to everyone I spoke to, so uh, I am so happy that we got great weather at Sorta Culture last weekend, oh la la. All the everybody was saying it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain, but it was absolutely beautiful weather because that's an outdoor talk and uh, huge crowds of people buying wonderful art and plants. And uh, it was great. I saw some of my good friends there, really fun. So thanks so much for coming out. And then, all you folks in the Port Ludlow Garden Club, holy cats, was that fun! <laughs> 140 folks came. And they had to turn people away, I guess. So that was that's pretty cool. And I got to tell you guys, you're the best audience I've ever had. <laughs> it was so fun, <laughs> you know. So uh, thank you so much for having me out. It was it ended up just a wonderful day. So just great. And hey, yeah, I just want to say, I just want to tell everybody, I'm on the steering committee for the Harnswood Garden, and uh, Nita Joe's on there too. And we were out there, and uh, I got to tell you that Heronswood looks so incredible right now. It takes your breath away. Gigantic Arisema, Jack in the pulpits, Podophyllums, Mayapples, the size of uh, mountains, you know. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, there's a lot of plants. Uh, Nita, Joe, and I could, you know, are always, and uh, we always call ourselves uh Plant experts, but we were like, what do you think that is? You know? <laughs> it's impossible to know. But um, so, uh, hey, you know, they're open on Friday and Saturdays. You can go out there, and I think it only costs like 10 bucks a person or something like that, and you could see this great garden. And then you just, if you see plants, you don't know what they are. A lot of them are marked, but not all. You just, at when you're getting ready to leave, just take uh, your notes over to one of the uh, gardeners there, and they'll let you know all about the plant that you're curious about. So it it is worth going to see, I'll tell you what. I know they'll have an open coming up pretty soon. So, all right. And um, I just want to let you know, I'm going to be in Bremerton. Oh, first, I forgot. I'm going to be at Christensen's Nursery today at 3 p.m. So this is the 15th. 15th Annual Rose Festival. They call it a rosy day out. It's a wonderful festival all day with lots of speakers, a big ice cream social. It's right on Best Road in Mount Vernon, and uh, John Christensen and and Tony, they're famous for their rose selection, and they have a, a magnificent border filled with roses and perennials. And so John and I will give this talk together And it's really funny because I always go, can I give away some plants? He goes, oh, okay, give away a few. (laughs) I get a little carried away sometimes. So it's really fun, though, and it's great giving a talk with John. So 3 p.m. out there on Best Road in Mount Vernon, and then uh, right after it, I'm not going to be staying as long as I normally do because I have to hop in my car and get back to uh, SeaTac to head for Boston right after that talk. I'll be taking the red eye all night, lands at 6. So, but, hey, it'll be fun. I love Boston, so. Hey, and then just one last thing. I'll be in Bremerton at the Wilco Farm Store Thursday, June 21st at 1 p.m. So, hey, come celebrate summer solstice with me, and we're going to give away some great gifts and at both these talks. You know, I'm going to give away a gardening with Cisco T-shirt. I only give away one, and it is such a collector's item; it's unbelievable. So, uh, so who knows who will be the lucky person? But right now, I definitely want to introduce my guest. I've known him for a long time. His name's Jeff Daly from Seattle Pacific University. Hey, Jeff. Good morning, Cisco. Thank you so much for inviting me to come on your show today. Yeah, it's too terrific to have you on the show. Yeah, you know, I remember coming over to see Seattle Seattle Pacific University. You came over to Seattle, you, you know. So you've been there how many years now? Oh my
1: gosh. This August, I start my 29th year at Seattle Pacific. Wow, that's pretty good. And did you know, you probably knew, but as you go along 3rd Avenue West and you look into the campus and you see those big canopy trees, yeah. 12 of those trees are the largest in the city of Seattle. Oh, they are. And six of them are state champions. They're the biggest in the state of Washington. Wow. been written up in three different uh, publications. I'm sure
0: by Arthur. Yeah, yeah. yeah One yeah, of those yeah. is
1: Arthur, yeah. And uh, it's just a beautiful campus. It and is. of course, we've got a lot of perennials and... A lot of annuals in our pots, a lot of color spots, and so it's just pretty.
0: Yeah, it's a nice, it's a real nice campus, and uh, it was always fun, kind of comparing Seattle U with SPU, <laughs> you know. And it's, and it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a special job running a grounds department. You like know, that. it is.
1: You know, I have decided that every garden has its challenges, but if you're a gardener on a university campus, you've got a lot of extra challenges that you, <laughs> you never do, thought. That's, you some challenges? that's it. Oh, that my makes gosh. you a
0: master gardener. It does. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I think about back at Seattle, you all the things I had to do. Like, they'd call me up and they'd go, there's a hummingbird in the bookstore again. (laughs) So I went over there with my, uh, because I did a lot of bug talks in those days. So I went over there with my butterfly net, you know, and chased it around for hours. Oh, boy. I learned, because it happened a lot. So I I always learned. I'd say, okay, call me up as soon as it's exhausted and it stops. <laughs> then I'd go over at halftime. I'd just pick it up, but I'd take it outside. It realized it was outside. It's gone. The way they'd go. And uh, we never lost the one, so that always made me happy. But oh, that's fun. There's always something happening on oh, yeah. college campus. Oh, yeah. But it's fun, too. Hey, but uh, so how did you get tied up with the West Seattle well, Garden Tour?
1: I'd love to tell you my story. Um That's kind of how I also got mixed up with the WSU Master Gardeners to have some extra things to do. There are so many fun, exciting things to be involved in. And I've lived in West Seattle all my life. And I am now on the executive committee for the West Seattle Garden Tour. Oh, my gosh. And this is a great group of people, very professional. And um, we're going to have our 24th annual garden tour this June, 24th. Wow, 24th. and uh, next year is the 25th annual tour
0: oh. we've been around for
1: this is a this has become a fixture in the west seattle community well,
0: i've gone on it a number of times you've been one of, of the times. speakers exactly oh yeah that's right i have i spoke at it a few times and uh, oh my gosh isaac the tour the, the one i went on the very first one i'll never forget it was so was that the doctor good That well, what I remember is uh, who's the guy that owns that great uh, Italian restaurant downtown. So I can't think of his name, and I'm embarrassed. I should, and so he recognizes me, Mm -hmm. and I. It's Marianne, my mother-in-law, you know, and um, so she's pretty impressed because everybody knows who I am. This guy invites us in for dinner. Oh wow! It was and. served us the best dinner you've oh, ever wow. had in your life. And my mother-in-law is like, we got back in the car. She's like, she actually thought I might be worth something after all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, every
1: gardener does not want to look at a garden from the outside of the garden gate. No. You want to open the gate and you want to go in and experience it. And this is an opportunity for people to come on the garden tour and walk into these gardens and experience them, and
0: get inspiration, and see what people have done. And so we're going to tell you a little bit about the West Seattle Garden Tour. I love the West Seattle Nursery, by the way. So, uh, so when we come back, we're going to uh, tell you a little bit more about this great garden tour coming up. But we'll also take your calls one triple eight nine seven three Cairo one triple eight. so uh, if you got a plant question, don't hesitate Jeff Daly from SPU and I'll be right back
2: after this This is Gardening with Cisco on the all new Cairo Radio Weekends brought to you by PacificTopSoil.com and Molebacks in Woodenville. Ooh la la Here's Cisco Oh, la,
0: la, and hey, I am excited about seeing lots of you folks at Christensen's Nursery today. Three o'clock, because it takes a while for me to drive up there, (laughs) but uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Hey, okay, so Jeff Daly, uh, so what kind of gardens are we going to see at the West Seattle, uh, and when is it, by the way? The garden tour is Sunday, June the 24th. It
1: runs from 9 o'clock in the morning to 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And we've got 12 stunning private gardens for 12, people. Twelve? That's yeah. a lot. It's, it's a good, good number of gardens. And these are gardens that a lot of these people are just everyday gardeners. And uh, some of them, you know, just, they've done all the work themselves. And so you can see uh, not only nice plant combinations, but hardscapes, patios, pathways, water features, and then some of these gardens have stunning views across Puget Sound and the oh, Olympic. Yeah, mountains. that's
0: one thing about West Seattle. You guys yeah. have the views over there, and you know, um, I always like seeing a garden that somebody does themselves. Exactly, you know, because your heart and souls in that. Mm-hmm. That's so spectacular. I went to the website, which is the website is West Seattle Garden Tour. Dot org. Great. So I went to that, and uh, they have some nice pictures of the different gardens, great descriptions. Yeah, those are some gardens from the past,
1: and uh, we've got a beautiful lineup of gardens uh, from for this year that people could come in and enjoy. And, uh, you know, there might be a lot of people from out of the area that perhaps garden in other states where it's colder climate and they're not used to the plant collections that we have here. So this gives them a great opportunity to see some plants that we take for granted right here in the Puget Sound and uh, see them in nice combinations and colors and textures and all the good elements of design go into these gardens.
0: Well, you learn – I love going on garden tours because you always learn something new or you see something unexpected. Exactly. The the most interesting one I remember, and I don't remember which garden tour it was – there was uh, this brand-new fence that went gave great privacy to this whole back garden. But right at their patio, where they, right across from the neighbors, they had big holes, big square holes in the fence. Oh, wow. And I thought, boy, they must love their neighbors, you know. <laughs> so I found the owner, because they're almost always around. You get to talk to them. And I said, I don't understand Why you put those big holes in the fence, you know? Do you like talking to your neighbors? No, no, no. So we had an ugly old hedge here, and uh, every time we ate on the patio, a neighbor's dog would come over for treats. They said they put in this solid fence all the way, And they were eating their first dinner out there, and they heard the dog crying on the (laughs) other side of the fence. They couldn't stand it. So they had the holes put in so that pup could stick its snout through and get a treat. (laughs) That's the kind of things you see on garden tours, and it just blows your mind, you know? So fun. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, so I love uh, garden tours. But in West Seattle, they actually use. The money exactly. to help good causes, right? And I think that that's one of the exciting things about the West
1: Seattle Garden Tour. The whole garden tour is a nonprofit to support horticultural programs and fine and performing arts programs in our community. So we have seven beneficiaries this year that we will be supporting. The Arboretum, of course, at South Seattle College. Oh, yeah, that's a great it's Arboretum. Gorgeous. And Highline Seatac Botanical Garden. Oh
0: yeah, I think I'm going to be at their ice cream social. Oh, this that's year. a good one. <laughs> and Plant Amnesty. Oh, good. Yeah, that's so important, especially now we don't have Cass anymore, Mm -hmm. you know. And right
1: next to the Arboretum at South Seattle is the Seattle Chinese Garden. If people have never seen that, that's that's really becoming nice. It's
0: getting there, yeah. It's really getting there now. Yep. We're
1: also supporting the West Seattle Junction Association as they're trying to restore a lot of the murals on the buildings in West Seattle.
0: That's right. I forgot there's all those murals over there.
1: And um, so... And so the, little, the little Red Hen Project is a great uh, program for learning to garden with uh, vegetables and, and helping out kids to learn how to become gardeners and uh, for uh, food markets and things. And, of course, Arts West is another big uh, beneficiary for the um, West Seattle Garden Tour.
0: Wow, that's really cool. So, And this is the 24th year. The 24th year.
1: year on the 24th. Oh, uh, geez, just a couple, just that? a couple Sundays uh, down <laughs> the road.
0: Yeah. Uh, wow, that sounds
1: really fun. So, it's one day only. One day only. Saturday. So, for tickets, ticket information, you can go to the westseattlegardentour.org dot uh, website and get a ticket. You can also pick up a ticket at the West Seattle Garden Tour, uh, the West Seattle Nursery.
0: Um, uh, buy a ton of plants because that's oh a my great gosh! Nursery. They just
1: put in their brand new greenhouse. Oh, there. I knew they were gonna. It expanded, and it's just just gorgeous, oh boy, and the true true value junction uh hardware in uh, the West Seattle Junction, also Swanson's nursery and molebacks they are also helping us to
0: uh, oh, sell nice. tickets as well, yeah, because that's the thing I mean it's kind of a fun way to go see another part of town exactly, you know, so yeah. go over and you get to see some of the spectacular views in West Seattle, you meet fun people that love
1: gardening. There's you know, I've always said whenever a group of gardeners get together, there's never any strangers, just a few friends who haven't met yet. And perhaps you're gonna meet some people on this garden tour that are gardeners as well, and you'll strike up a conversation and lo and behold, you'll be
0: friends for life. Yeah, you'll see how they solve that same problem that's been driving you nuts. <laughs> well, hey, exactly. We, we gotta take a break. Hey, we have all open lines, so if you call, you're gonna just fly right in. It's one triple eight. 973 5476 888 973 Cairo. So uh, hey, we'll be rat- right back on 973 Cairo FM.
2: You're listening to Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends.
0: Yeah, you betcha, and you uh, hit that red button, <laughs> there we go. and uh, Jeff Daly from SBU is here with me. There's no way we're going to get stumped, Jeff, totally impossible. <laughs> Two master
1: gardeners side by side.
0: That's right. Watch out. All right. Hey, so uh, let's go to Arlington and talk to Bill. Hey, Bill, what's going on out there?
2: Good afternoon, sir.
0: Afternoon.
2: Cisco, we live on a fairly good-sized piece of property up here in Arlington. We've been here like 30 years. And recently, meaning probably in the last year, maybe year and a half, I'm witnessing our hemlock trees slowly dying. And Mm. this is not just on our parcel, but it's all around the area. And I'm pretty concerned because it's kind of happening at a fairly quick rate. And I'm talking like full, big trees to you know, like one-inch, two-inch caliper little trees where they used to be, you know, look like a big, beautiful green hedge. Now it's completely dead. Wow. And I've, I've taken some of these branches, and we took them up to the extension office in Mill Creek because uh-huh. I was kind of concerned with this Japanese little aphid that I've read about, but they didn't think that was the case. But I really, I still don't have an answer what's going on or if there's anything that we can do to prevent it or what it is. Do you know?
0: well no i now i haven't heard anything about this, and Jeff's shaking his head too so um wow. but there are you know first of all we've really had a lot of drought, and uh-huh. we've also we're warming up it's slow but sure, and that means that certain insects that normally die don't die in the winter because mm-hmm. it doesn't get cold enough, so I'm not sure what's going on there's there are there's a there's a plant a a soil-borne disease called Armillaria mm-hmm. root rot. And uh, so what happens is uh, you get a tree that dies or somebody cuts a tree down in the stump sitting there. Well, then mm-hmm. this uh, mushroom attacks the dead stump. And then from that dead stump, it sends out, or dead tree, it sends out little feeders that get into the root system of nearby trees, and I've and seen, when you
2: say near when you say nearby. I mean, what a hundred yards or well, really well, close.
0: Well, the at one point it was believed that the the biggest living uh, organism in the world was Armillaria root rot. It covered twelve miles in uh, one area of Michigan. I'll
2: be darned. Yeah, you know, I will say I will. I'll bring this up about. Three years ago, we, well, over the years, you know, we've been there, like I say, like 30 years. We've had a number of windstorms where we've lost quite a few trees. Well, maybe three or four years ago, we had that kind of freak windstorm in November. We yeah. lost like nine or ten trees in this area. So, you know, and I try to clean them up, but obviously the stumps are there. I mean, yeah, you say that. This can hook on to those existing stumps. Is that a possibility? I it's, mean, it's should a poss- we be getting the stumps out?
0: Well, it's a possibility, and, you know, it depends on what's realistic. I remember George Pinyu sure. was our extension agent for years. I used to go to his garden all the time, and he had our malaria root rot running amok in there. And, you know, there's, once it's in there, it's hard to get rid of. But at Seattle University, we had three Huge red oaks when I started working there, but uh, one of them was had been going downhill. People told me, you know, there's something wrong with this one. I found the mushroom growing on the the one oak that was having trouble. I found the feeder lines, and uh, we we basically cut it down and took it out, and we took out as much of the root system and everything as we could. And the right. other two, uh, that was, oh my gosh, I don't know how many years ago, probably about 1980 or something. And yeah, uh, yeah. so the other two are still in great shape because we move fast. But but I'm not sure that's even what's happening. there's other diseases yeah, right, that right. spread through roots, too.
2: Well, it's kind of moving. Like, part of the tree will be just fine. Like, the whole upper canopy will be just nice and green. and and uh, then the whole lower half will be just dying. And then if I look out across the property, you'll see a nice, gorgeous, you know, hemlock that looks like it's very, very healthy. But there's two or three branches that you'll see that are just sort of dying. And that's what I've noticed. And, and I will say now probably in six months to a year, that tree will be affected and be half dying or maybe even all dying.
0: Yeah, and you know, it could be, it could be, uh... That there you know, we've had this drought going on for quite a while. Could be these trees are suffering from lack of water, drought damage, it takes a long time. And then once a tree's totally stressed out, boring insects, not the kind of insects that are no fun to talk to, not those kind of boring ones. Yeah, but yeah, boring yeah. insects, they trees that are dying send out signals or under tremendous stress saying make me back into the earth you know so they come in and you can't do much about those once a tree is right, stressed right. out you know <laughs> so it could i wouldn't be surprised if it's a drought cuz even in Seattle right. you drive mm-hmm. around you see dead trees yeah. everywhere now
1: yeah in Lincoln yeah, yeah. in Lincoln Park in West Seattle uh, we've lost a couple trees because of that as well
2: wow yeah and, you know i'm i'm in a wet area i mean we have a, some wetland around there where actually there's a lake on the property so and and this is, you know, I, I know that a hemlock has a really high root. You know, they don't go very deep. But no, they, they don't out, go deep. Know, they're pretty. But this is even right along the lake edge. You know, wow. there's just some so, dead trees. It's just yeah. crazy. I I don't know.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's you well, know, right. I, I think it's going to take if if it becomes you know pretty serious. Then the logging companies will get involved. I think
1: wasn't that one of the problems last summer when we had the forest fires over there in uh, Eastern Washington because a lot of those trees had died. Oh yeah, and that's natural tinder.
0: And then when it starts, boom. Yeah, because the pines. Oh, you just I flew to do uh, some TV work in Canada over there. They're just red. Yeah, just mountains full of red Mm -hmm. uh, dead pine trees. It's horrible to see. It's hard to tame Mm. nature. That's it is, yeah, but I'm. Yeah, yeah. But maybe something will, you know, now that it's becoming, you know, people are starting to notice it, maybe the extension will go out and do some work, figure out what's going on, or the logging companies, and hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that maybe it's just in that area, not everywhere, but we'll see, I mean... And big-leaf maples, they're having tons of problems right now all over the state. Mm-hmm. So, and our,
1: our birches now are getting that birch oh, boar. Birches. I've, just I've got one on campus for. that uh, has been attacked by birch boar. That's have so to hard to get it. rid yeah. of.
0: Yep. So that's yeah. it. I mean, we're uh, our climate's changing, and some plants can't adapt to that, or the bugs yeah, yeah. you know, take advantage. It's hard to say.
2: Yeah, we have quite a few firs on it. Also, we have some cedars. They look fine. The firs right. all look good, and the firs even that are grouped next to the hemlocks. But it seems that the hemlocks are the ones that are huh. affected. And like I say, and not just you know on my parcel. It's miles away. Yeah. Cause now I'm looking everywhere. You know, when I drive, I watch and look, and I see it all, kind of all over. So I'll,
0: I will keep. Right, well. I'll keep my antennas out and see if I can find out what's going on. And if I do, I'll definitely say it at the beginning of the show.
2: Yeah, all right. I appreciate that. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Thanks for that great call. Bye. Even though it was a sad call. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's tough. Well, hey, let's go to Nisi in uh, northeast Seattle. Hi, Cisco. Nisi! I got to introduce everybody to Nisi because she has the second coolest dog on earth. It's this wonderful little French bulldog, white French bulldog named Wheezy. Wheezy. And it's uh, my uh, puppy, Izzy's best friend.
3: <laughs> and she can hear your voice right now, so she's getting very cranky saying, where is Izzy? <laughs>
0: Sorry, Wheezy. <laughs> I'm going to be so, gone for a few days, so she's not going to be coming oh, by for a while.
3: Oh, oh, no. And Well, the reason I'm calling is your wood chip tip.
0: Ah, yeah.
3: We love the wood chips. We got our first delivery. Um, so you were ta- I had asked you advice about how do I create a weed barrier that's natural and good.
0: Yeah, good mulch. Um,
3: yeah, so it's awesome. And you know how we have the cedar and our grass just isn't growing and see yeah. we- we turns black playing with Izzy. She's a white dog. Yeah, so
0: it's so up. funny. It just kills me. <laughs>
3: So we said, forget this. We just are covering all the grass that's left and all the dirt with the wood chips. And it looks a- like mm-hmm. Magnuson Dog Park in the backyard now.
0: now here's the only problem. When, when you decide you finally want to put a lawn back in there again, uh, you'll have to get all those wood chips off there. <gasps> yeah, cause, uh, because they, if you mix them into the soil, you'll lose all your nutrition. They don't that doesn't happen when when they're on the soil surface but if they get mixed in then that's big trouble. What do you guys use oh, for Oh, I malt?
3: did not know that. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, Uh-oh. so I forgot to tell you that little detail. <laughs>
3: Oh, uh, no. Now I'm looking at it. I'm two thirds of the way done going. Now, what do I do? Well, I don't know if we ever want grass again, though. Maybe we'll just keep it a dog park.
0: Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> what I would do. And you can, you know, you can always just scrape those off to, the, to to your garden beds and then, you know, do whatever you want in those others. You can plant it between the wood chips, but you just can't okay. get them mixed into the soil. Okay. I'm just okay, curious. So on- Jeff, what, what do you
1: use at uh, SP? Well, at Seattle Pacific University, we don't have to worry about doggies. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but what we do is we bring in uh, an organic uh, amendment for our soil. Ah, okay. And uh, and we like to have it black.
0: Because uh-huh. there's just
1: something beautiful about the contrast between the black soils and the plants. And, of course, when you put in flowers with color, it just helps it to pop. Ah, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, at Seattle U... Since I was a certified arborist, I had all my arborist buddies bring their wood chips because uh, that's what uh, George Pinu always used, and I just love it because they break down into the best soil you've ever seen. All those greens in there, Nisi, that's good. They'll yeah. break down really fast. And uh,
3: okay,
0: but uh, the the vice president of the university saw it. and He goes, they were paying for bark, which is the worst junk. And so arborist uh, trips are free. Yeah, so uh, so well, he goes. So I'm I- confused, though,
3: Cisco. Um, so you say don't mix it in with the dirt? No,
0: so you don't want to. For- you don't want to mix those. I mean, the dogs are going to do it to some degree, but you yeah. don't want to mix the wood chips into the dirt if you want to grow anything there, because what it does, all the little organisms in the soil attack any raw organic substance and try and break it down. So, they'll they'll attack that and they'll steal all the nutrition in the process of doing it. So, anywhere where you're planting stuff you love, don't mix it in around the plants. That'll be, you'll end up having to fertilize like crazy to keep them alive. But wait, you see, your soil will be so improved where you've been using those wood chips.
3: around the plants to keep the weeds from coming Oh, yeah,
1: you
0: could do that. No problem.
1: It creates a beautiful barrier to suppress weeds.
0: But, you know, it's funny, just to end my story, the vice president is like, no, no, I don't like the looks of that. So, uh, so we just kind of went from the outside. We kept using wood chips because it was wiping out my budget. I wanted to buy plants, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we started in the outside of the campus and moved into the middle. And at the end of the summer, he goes, I don't know what you did, but this campus looks the best it's ever looked. And I thought, it's the wood chips. <laughs> But I didn't say that. So, so hey, you'll love those Those wood chips, are, and you'll get great weed control, too.
3: All right. Well, then I'm going to put it down on all the grass, and if we decide to put grass back in, we'll just scrape it off and put it in the garden. So thank you. That's really helpful.
0: Okay. Well, Nisi, nice talking to you. I'll see you when I get back. I'm uh, heading off to Boston, but when I get back, Izzy and I will be by.
3: All right. Thanks.
0: Okay. Bye. Uh, okay, so um, do we need a break right now, Brian? Oh, sorry about that. Okay, we're taking a break. This is 97.3 Cairo FM.
2: This is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. Hey,
0: thanks a lot for tuning in today. It sounds like it's going to be a fantastic weekend. Here I am taking the midnight flight to Boston. It's going to be 96. Oh, boy. (laughs) Hey, I'll get a good tan. (laughs) Got to do what you can, you know. So, uh, hey, I am looking forward to seeing lots of you at Christensen's Nursery because the rose selection is fantastic, but so is the selection of plants that go great with roses. I actually wrote two books for Jackson Perkins, Years and years ago. I see them in half-priced bookstores now. <laughs> but um, I love using roses in my garden. Mm-hmm. camp. I suppose there will be a few uh, pretty good rose collections in well, some of the gardens on the West Seattle Garden Tour. I'm sure that
1: some of the gardens will have some roses. I have a beautiful little rose garden on campus at Seattle Pacific University that we maintain. And you know what? The last few years, the ones that I've chosen from Jackson and Perkins, I've chose them, especially if they have fragrance.
0: I love fragrance. I know. Every time Man. you see
1: a rose, you know, you go up and you smell it and there's nothing. You got to have it's some fragrance.
0: It is. It's so let down. Yeah. So no I'm, doubt. In, I'm introducing roses with fragrance to the SPU Rose Garden. And they're getting more and more with good disease resistance. Exactly. Exactly. So John's the real John. Christian's is the real uh, rose expert up there. So usually he talks about the rose. He can talk about the perennials too, but I get to do it. But I know some of the roses too, and boy, nice roses are wonderful. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. I want a rose that's so fragrant when a bee lands on it, it faints. <laughs> that's my kind of rose. Hey, so uh, will you tell me about a connection with uh, West Seattle Garden Tour and Design Magazine? Yes, really exciting to
1: share this with people. Garden Design Magazine, which is what I would call a coffee top table type magazine, is just filled with beautiful photos. You want to put it on your coffee table, you know. And good uh, articles, too. Oh, beautiful articles, beautiful photographs. We've t- uh, partnered with them, and for every subscription – To Garden Design Magazine, they're going to donate $12 to the Garden Tour, and the subscribers' first issue is free. Wow, that's pretty good. So all one needs to do is go to Gardendesign.com forward slash West Seattle and pick up a subscription to Garden Design Magazine. Cool.
0: Well, that's really great. No ads in that magazine. Very few. Are, there, are there a, some in there high now? It's a
1: high-end, beautiful high-end magazine. I
0: thought the deal was there were no ads in there. <laughs> so, hey, let's remind people when the, uh, the West Seattle Garden Tour is. It's June 24th. Because it's the 24th year. 24th on the 24th. Goes 9
1: to 5, right? 9 to 5. Oh, and I got to tell you, we're in one of the gardens, we're also going to have an educational center where the WSU Master Gardeners will have a clinic. You can oh, bring cool. your gardening questions, and uh, it's going to be a great opportunity not only for inspiration but education, and it's going to be a beautiful day.
0: Oh yeah, it sounds wonderful. So, uh, so where can you get the tickets again? The tickets can be purchased online at the westseattlegardentour.org dot
1: org website at West Seattle Nursery Junction True Value. Swanson's nursery, Molebacks over in Woodenville as well. They're all partnering with us together.
0: Oh, that's great. so I well, all I can say is I've been to the uh, West Seattle Garden Tour a number of times, and it's been great every time I've ever gone. I've had the privilege of viewing
1: a few of the gardens, and I hope to tell you they're stunning. Absolutely stunning So you just can't wait to uh, experience them So
0: when are you going to put your garden on that tour? <laughs>
1: well that's kind of how I got roped into this thing um, yeah, I know what a garden takes to uh, present And hey I've raised three sons We're almost empty nesters So they're no not stepping excuses on my here. hostas
0: <laughs> A few more years hey, well, hey Jeff Daly Thanks so much for coming on the show today It's well, really great you, to have you And Brian thank you pal Okay, everybody, see you next week. Bye-bye.